You know, I wish that I could shout this from the rooftop sometimes that if you are trying to use quick fixes, that's not going to work. If you want long lasting weight loss, if you want to make a change that's for life, if you want to maintain, then you've got to think about lifestyle. You've got to think about how you can incorporate healthier habits into your regular routine in a way that you enjoy, in a way that feels sustainable. And remember that these healthy habits, this process, it's going to look different for you than it will look for anybody else. And you know what? That's just fine. Hey, everyone. Emily Abadi here, bringing you another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle. It's been a it's been a few weeks since I have chimed in solo for one of these Wednesday episodes, but it dawned on me recently that I've somehow, in three years of recording this show, I've never done an episode talking specifically about how I lost weight and kind of all the things that go along with that, uh, how much weight I lost, what I did to lose the weight, how I've managed to keep it off for the most part, the strategies that I used, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I bring you this episode today with a few caveats. First and foremost, I do want to make sure that we're on the same page here. What worked for me when I was losing weight may not work for you. Although I am a certified trainer, I'm also a level one precision nutrition coach as well as a run coach. I am not in any way, shape or form a registered dietitian or nutritionist. So while I'm here to offer you my experience, my takeaways, I am not here to recommend that you follow them to the T if you too want to lose weight. If that is something you are interested in, then I highly, highly encourage you to consult with an expert. I also, one more caveat here, I want you to know that just because I have a chapter in my story that looks like this, just because losing weight was something that I needed to do for myself to find happiness, that does not mean that you cannot find happiness at another size. That does not mean that someone who is at the size that I was before I lost weight can't be happy in their own body. I'm also going to answer a ton of the questions that came in on social yesterday from how do you keep it off? Do you have loose skin? Do you struggle with binge eating? How much do you exercise in a week? Go to meals and snacks when you are losing weight. All of that, going to get into it in today's episode. Because I want to bring you this all uninterrupted, I do want to give some love to my sponsor at Element who helps make this show possible. Element makes a science-backed electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. Let me tell you, I have tried my fair share of electrolytes over the years as I have trained for marathons and navigated 100-mile bike rides, and Element is my favorite to date. 
They, oh my goodness, they recently sent me their new watermelon salt flavor. I took it on my first bike ride of the year the other day, and I may or may not have come home from that bike ride around five o'clock and made a skinny margarita with it as well. I love the sweet combination of salt and citrus, and they have a ton of great flavors to satisfy every taste. And the best part is Element is plant-based with no sugar, fillers, gluten, or sketchy ingredients. Head on over to drinkelement.com. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash hurdle and get a free element sample pack, which includes eight packets of element for just $5 shipping. Again, head on over to drinkelement.com, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash hurdle and try it for yourself and get a free element sample pack today. If you like what you're listening to, if you love the takeaways from Hurdle, it would mean the world to me if you would do two things. One, make sure you rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. And two, make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social media. With that, let's get to hurdling. So if you're relatively new to being a hurdler, then you may not be entirely in the loop on my backstory. Today, if you follow me on social media, you see a woman who is a podcaster. She's a journalist. She's a runner. She enjoys being active, getting up and moving. But back in high school and college, uh, I was really struggling on the movement front. And I looked entirely different than I do now. And that's because when I got on a scale in the spring of my freshman year, I weighed in at over 200 pounds. I weight cycled pretty much my entire adolescence. You know, there were years where I played on a travel soccer team and I was quite fit. And then there were other years where I felt really defeated and I couldn't fit into the biggest size jeans that they sold at American Eagle at the time. In high school and early on in college, I felt as though my size was really limiting for me and made me really uncomfortable. I was really self-conscious, especially when it came to boys at the time, and really frustrating. You know, growing up, going to summer camp, and I'll talk a little bit about summer camp in a little bit, but girls would just share clothes, right? Everyone would get dressed to go to dinner and trade outfits and I couldn't participate in that, especially when I started to like clothes, you know, like when you're a preteen, because I was much bigger than the other girls. And again, like I said in the intro, for some, you know, being a certain size may be something that you enjoy. Maybe it's something that you feel really comfortable at that size, comfortable in your body. For me, being a girl over 200 pounds, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel accepted. But most importantly, the dialogue in my head was so negative. I felt unhappy often, uncomfortable often, and I knew that I needed to make a change. And so as I alluded to, that change happened in the spring of my freshman year. I was working on a term paper, as I tell this story pretty often, and 
I looked to my right and I saw a scale under the bunk bed in my freshman dorm room. And so because who doesn't like to get on a scale when they're procrastinating working on a term paper, I got on the scale and I saw a number over 200 pounds and I completely counterintuitive to everything I was used to at this point in my life, threw on a pair of sneakers and a high school volleyball sweatshirt, and I ran down the street outside of my dorm until I couldn't run anymore. It lasted for about like 40 seconds. And then I collapsed into the grass. It was nighttime. And I remember the grass was wet and I was like instantly soaked. And I just looked up at the sky and at the stars and with tears in my eyes, I was just like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I knew that I needed to make a change. And so the change happened in a couple different segments, as I refer to them. The first segment was me learning how to eat better. Now, as many can relate You go to college, you go to the dining hall three times a day for the most part. There's so much to choose from there, so much to, you know, make your way through. I was constantly eating things like french fries and having ice cream after lunch and dinner every day. And so really the first part of my weight loss journey was really learning how to eat better, exercising portion control. And something I'm really proud to say, even looking back on it now, was that I never completely cut anything out, right? Like I loved ice cream. I just came to understand that I didn't need to eat it after every single meal. Just like I would make time sporadically for things like french fries, like my grandmother's sauce on Sundays, like pancakes on the weekends. All things I believe firmly can be in your life in moderation. Also, I mean the college storyline here, never during this chapter of my journey did I ever completely eliminate things like alcohol, right? I mean, I was in college to have the college experience and the college experience that I desired involved, you know, recreational drinking. And so that was a part of my regular routine as well within, of course, moderation. So I would say it took me about a year to lose 35 pounds and about two years and change to lose the 70. So after the first year, I had felt I felt as though I got my eating under control, and that's when I really started to take a look at my exercise routine. Having made a decent amount of progress at this point, losing 35 pounds, I was feeling better in my body, definitely feeling healthier, and excited about, you know, my own potential. And I also feel like it's important to throw into the mix here, I didn't start out on my weight loss journey saying that I wanted to lose 70 pounds. I started out on my weight loss journey saying I want to feel better in my body. So I never set, you know, a goal along those lines, um, which ne- isn't necessarily, you know, how I would advise someone probably to go about it today. I think it's really beneficial to set smart goals when it comes to weight loss. So maybe your smart goal is I want to lose 10 pounds over three months. There's a bunch of different feedback about what a quote-unquote healthy amount of weight is to lose that you can keep off regularly. Most experts will say between one to two pounds per week can be sustainable. So a goal of 10 pounds over three months, definitely, definitely achievable and certainly smart because again, time-bound and I would argue realistic. 
Anyway, I feel like I'm going to go off on a lot of tangents in this episode. So the first part, learning how to eat right. The second part, working on my relationship with exercise. So I, as I mentioned, was used to going to either the local on-campus gym or if I was back home staying with my parents, I would go to the Planet Fitness in town. And when that second summer came about, when I was going into my junior year, I was working as a programming director at a summer camp, and I knew that I wanted to keep on moving and to keep up my positive progress. And so the only viable option that I had at my disposal that I knew that I could work with was running. Let me tell you this. I hated running, like absolutely hated it, felt like I was awful at it. I didn't make my sophomore year volleyball team because I couldn't run a mile in under 10 minutes, which made me feel as though from that point forward, I was incapable of running a mile, period. Such an awful benchmark for joining a team, if you ask me. Anyway, I committed to running every day for an entire summer, and that looked like going out at the same time every single day at 1.30 in the afternoon, about give or take, and running a mile. And that was it. I didn't set an insane goal to run a marathon or even a 5K. All I wanted to do was move my body for a little less than 20 minutes and be done with it. The funny part about this story is that I actually measured that distance at the end of that summer and what really had been happening was that every day I laced up my sneakers and put on my black Target cotton spandex and a Hanes white v-neck and I went out and ran the same route and that route wasn't a mile at all. In fact, it was a half mile. And I couldn't even I couldn't even be mad about it, honestly, because what happened that summer was that I learned to love running and I never thought that that was something that would even be even remotely in my wheelhouse. I digress. The weight continued to come off that summer. I think I lost probably another 20 or so pounds. So we're at 55 pounds. And the last 15 or so kind of trickled off in the the weeks and months and whatnot after that. Uh, By spring semester of my senior year, about three years after I started, I felt and admittedly looked like a different Emily. Uh, An Emily that felt happy in her body, comfortable. I felt healthy. Something I I haven't mentioned here is that uh, at different times during my weight loss journey, and I mentioned this in my episode with Mindy Grossman, who is now the CEO of WW, but I did use Weight Watchers, as it was called at the time, at different points in my weight loss journey. And Admittedly, I never really followed the points plan, so to speak, but especially during my junior year of college, when I was still working on my relationship with running, I had signed up for my first half marathon, checking in at Weight Watchers. I think I went on like Tuesday mornings or something. That was my opportunity to stay accountable, to show up somewhere where I knew that I was investing in myself and like that accountability just it made a world of difference for me. And so really, I mean, that's it, right? So this weight loss chapter of my life, so to speak, and it's a journey that is still continuing to this day in some regards, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But that journey, uh, the chunk of my weight loss ended in, I would say, 2010. And here we are 11 years later. Now, 
am I still down, you know, a total of 70 pounds? Definitely not. I would say uh, these days I feel more comfortable being down about 60-ish from from where I was back in college. But that ebbs and flows for sure. I'm going to answer some of the questions that came in in a second. But one of them was, have you ever struggled with putting some of that weight back on? For sure. Like for sure, for sure. I think that no matter if you are currently in your own chapter of weight loss or if it's in your past, that weight is a really emotional thing. You know, a lot of my emotions were a big part of the reason why I was over 200 pounds to begin with. For me, going through some personal trauma in my teens, I reached to food as an outlet. I reached to food because it was something that was always there when maybe other people or things were not. And so especially over the past year, During the pandemic, being home so often, having direct access to food and drinks and my my and my cabinets and my pantry and all this stuff. I mean, I felt myself at times definitely slipping into some of those old habits again. But what can't be taken away from me at this point are the lessons I learned during that time. I now have strategies that I can go back to to help myself get back on a healthy path when I feel like my habits are spiraling, right? I know that it helps to talk to a friend. I know that it's important for me to maybe keep a food journal, to write things down, to stay accountable and actually see what I'm putting into my body. I also know, you know, the benefits of movement and making sure that I'm moving my body and that doesn't have to be, you know, a sixth mile run every day. It can literally just be a long walk in the morning and that time for myself, that's me prioritizing my own well-being, my mental health, my physical health. You know, there are just so many strategies that I learned over that three-year weight loss that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Now to get into some of the other questions that came in, how do you keep it off? You know, it really is just remembering how much better I feel at this size than where I used to be. For me, movement is my medicine and I can't imagine my life without it. I am not a slave to the scale. In fact, at one point over the last year, I decided to throw it out. I've since acquired another. A company sent me one. (laughs) But I think every person needs to establish their own boundaries when it comes to maintenance that feel really comfortable and good for them. I'm probably getting on that scale maybe once a month or so. I know that weighing myself every day is definitely not good for my mental health. And I incorporate other good-for-me practices that I know help me keep my body in some sort of regular pattern, right? So something like drinking my athletic greens every morning. I know I talk about it all the time on the show, but literally it is something in my morning routine that I heavily, heavily credit with helping me feel excellent in my body. If you haven't gotten on the train yet, I can't recommend it enough. I'll plug it here. Head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get it today. And if you order through that link, it'll come with a bunch of free stuff, including travel packs and vitamin D and a cool container. But that is a habit, you know, taking that all-in-one daily supplement that I acquired in my adult years. I finally homed in on a, on a wellness routine where I feel as though I know I have the recipe to my quote-unquote best body. That includes rest when I need it, fueling better, dessert in moderation, 
wine on Fridays, like everything I list here, they contribute both to my mental well-being as well as my physical well-being. The next question, do you have loose skin? So it's funny. I remember when I lost the first bit of my weight, my chest stayed the same. And then in the second bit of 35 pounds or so, that's when I felt like my boobs completely (laughs) deflated. And so I went from being a double D to being a small C. So I feel like I have a little bit of loose skin in that area. Um, And I also have, you know, a ton of stretch marks all over my body from the back of my hips to my thighs to my glutes to, I mean, you name it. Next question, how much exercise did you do in a week? Uh, Again, I mean, when I was really getting, quote unquote, into exercise in the middle of that journey, I was running a half a mile a day. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned over the years is you really can't overexercise a bad diet. And if you try to, it won't serve you well. So incorporating movement more regularly is super important. I also live in a walking-based city I have for the past 10 years. I think the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they recommend about 150 minutes every week of moderate intensity aerobic activity. I would say I was definitely getting that, whether it was from running or going to the gym and getting on the elliptical or what have you. And it wasn't until after that chapter of weight loss in college that I really got into strength training. I dated someone when I graduated that was heavily into CrossFit. And so that triggered a a fun little phase for me. But for the most part, the desire to lose weight is what led me to running. And I would say that running is a piece to my maintenance puzzle, but it's certainly not why I run. I'm not running to lose weight. I'm running because running makes me feel happy and strong and confident, and it brings me closer to the awesome running community here in New York. Another question that came in, go-to meals and snacks when you were losing weight. Oh my goodness. Rice cakes with peanut butter. Uh, Oh my God. Guilty pleasure. McDonald's dollar cones, which used to be like ice cream cones, by the way. They used to be on the menu as like 100 calories. I think now they've like upped that to 175. Uh, I was always big on keeping like endless amounts of sliced vegetables in my refrigerator. Uh, Popcorn at Weight Watchers used to be zero points, I think. Watermelon, any other fruit that they would always talk about the water content being super high. And in terms of meals, like a lot of the same meals I eat regularly today from stir fry with like loads of veggies, a protein and some rice to baked salmon and always messing with different recipes. You know, you don't need to eat bland food to eat healthy. And I think often when we get too regimented in that, you think you just need to eat grilled chicken and steamed vegetables and and brown rice and whatnot all the time. Like that's not a sustainable lifestyle. At this point, I'll also answer the question that came in. Have you ever counted macros? No, I have never been that person. I mean, I suppose that kind of hand in hand with Weight Watchers is loosely based upon those concepts. But for me, getting that strict about how I was keeping track of my intake just never really felt like the Goldilocks fit for me. Another question that came in, when did you hit the point where you felt like you had a normal relationship with food? That's an interesting question because I think I have a good relationship with food these days. But as I mentioned earlier, there are definitely, you know, weeks or months at a time where sometimes I feel like I'm slipping into some of my own ha- old habits. And again, when the when that happens, you have to identify the strategies and the tips and the tricks that work for you to get back on track. 
I think in the years immediately following college, I was living with my mother before moving to New York City. And then I moved to New York City out on my own for the first time. And in that first year in New York, I really came into my own when it came to making legitimate meals, figuring out how to meal prep, so to speak, so that I could like have my breakfast ready in the morning to get ready to go to work and then bringing my lunch with me to work and coming home and having dinner and just getting into a routine here in New York, especially when I was younger and I didn't have the funds or the means to really go out to eat all the time. And it was in that time where, again, I found those staple meals for myself and I started to feel really comfortable knowing that one, you know, night of pizza, one ice cream cone, one whatever, like that's not going to deter all of this progress. I am at a point now where for the most part, I've kept this weight off for 11 plus years and I am not going to go back to being that Emily. It's just, you know, it's not going to happen for me. I also think a part of that conversation, a part of this like ever evolving relationship that I have with my body is is having some grace with myself, right? You know, there are going to be those hard days. And I refer to that time in my life as a chapter because I think that this journey is ongoing forever. Another question here, what were your mantras or affirmations while you were on your weight loss journey? I honestly wasn't super in to mantras when I was going through that time in my life. These days I lean into remember when you wanted what you have now. Also do good and be kind. And one of my favorites, you didn't come this far to only come this far. What did you do in moments of plateau? Oh, trust me, those definitely came, especially, you know, when you're on a journey like that for two to three years, they come what felt like decently often. For me, it was really getting to a place where I felt comfortable switching up my routine. If I felt like I was like eating the same stuff constantly time and time again, then kind of mixing that up as well. And not being afraid to consult with my doctor, consult with experts at the time, I had none of these certifications, to get feedback on what I could be doing differently. That You know, there were definitely times when I would be going to weigh in at Weight Watchers and I would get on the scale and I would lose 0.2, 0.4 instead of something that I wanted to see like 1.4 or 2.4. I had to just get to a place where I truly understood that it was all part of the process. You know, I wish that I could shout this from the rooftop sometimes that if you were trying to use quick fixes, that's not going to work. If you want long lasting weight loss, if you want to make a change that's for life, if you want to maintain, then you've got to think about lifestyle. You've got to think about how you can incorporate healthier habits into your regular routine in a way that you enjoy, in a way that feels sustainable. And remember that these healthy habits, this process, it's going to look different for you than it will look for anybody else. And you know what? That's just fine. The last question I'm going to answer here today, I feel like there's going to be another episode coming with this down the pipe. How did you talk to yourself about body positivity and confidence before, during, and after? Listen, the conversation that we're having with ourselves is always ever evolving. And for me, my inner dialogue got better as I feel more, felt more comfortable in my own skin. That's not to say that even these days I don't struggle with negative self-talk. I literally released an episode on that pretty recently. But I recognize that I am the person that I hear the most on any given day. It is up to us. It is up to me to be my own biggest cheerleader. I think that's it for now. I mean, again, it's not like this is really something that I can just completely unpack in 
in one episode of a podcast, but I'd love to answer more of your questions if you feel like this insight is helping you to ask me a question that I will answer in an upcoming episode. Click on over to the show notes and leave me a voice message. There's a link that says, leave me a voice message. Please click it. It's important to me to help other people understand that whatever they're going through, you know, you're not the only person that's going through something like this. And I have been on this weight loss journey for a long time and I will be on it for the rest of my life. So know that you're not alone. Know that you have an entire community behind you if you are struggling as well. I would highly encourage you to head on over to the Secret Hurdlers group over on Facebook. I'll put the link to join that in the show notes as well. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. 